everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through February 5th. It's February. We're home. Home. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. No longer in San Jose, though. I think we both wish we were still there because of the weather, (laughs) at least. The last couple of days, it has been like minus 16, minus 17 degrees. My furnace has been working very hard (laughs) to try to keep up with the fact that it's been so cold. However, today it's back up in the 30s and it feels more like a main winter. In my lifetime, I've never seen it that cold. So, yeah, uh, it was definitely curl up on the couch <laughs> with a blanket and watch Netflix weather. Um, so that's what I did for the last couple of days. Yeah, it got cold here, too. Not as cold as you there, Daphne. Um, but it was kind of like a culture shock to me. Like it was, oh, I got to clean off my car because I've got some snow on it. And it was just like, wasn't I just wearing a light coat and standing outside and the sun was out and now I'm back to no sun for days because that's how it is here in western New York we don't see the sun all winter mostly it's just gray and gloomy and then cleaning the car with snow and putting on the boots again and all of that stuff so yeah I, I do wish I was still in San Jose for the weather um but we're gonna briefly talk a little bit about nationals we did record two episodes while we were there, Daphne, and it was- We did. It was exciting, and one thing we didn't realize when we recorded those episodes is we hit 50 episodes of This Week in Skating while we were in San Jose. So this is episode 52. Amazing. (laughs) And we haven't even been recording a year yet. Um, I think the time's going to come where we're going to end up not even looking at our number <laughs> of episodes. It's going to be by date. Yeah. Just because there's been so many. Right. We haven't made it through the season yet. We're still firmly in our first season of podcasting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's been a lot to learn. And Gina and I have already been talking about how do we make season two better? What are things that we want to do with the podcast going into season two if you guys have ideas Mm -hmm. about what you'd like to see please reach out to us uh gina will give you that information later in the episode but we're really excited to to be at this point we still have a few competitions left uh some isu championships that are coming up Mm -hmm. and a couple of other senior and junior internationals that are taking place um, plus synchro was going on. So yeah, we're, we're still going to be pretty busy until at least the end of March. So we're looking forward to bringing you more of the news and updates each week. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about nationals. Again, we did do, uh, two episodes while we were there, but we'll kind of talk a little bit longer maybe about it. Um, obviously we, as we said, Nationals was in San Jose, which uh, has hosted Nationals in 2012 and 2018, as well as 1996. Um, it was great to be back 
in San Jose. Um, I think they do a good job hosting it. I thought it was a great event. Um, I will say this, and I said it in our episode on the last day, the crowd was smaller um, than Mm -hmm. what I remember in 2018. And I think, well, obviously it was a non-Olympic year. And so comparing 2018 crowd to 2023 crowd is, it's different. It's, you're not, can't really compare apples to oranges sort of there. Um, Well, I have to wonder if maybe some of it had to do with the fact that the U.S. is also hosting four continents Mm. and budgetary wise, if people, you know, budget wise, if people were thinking, well, I only have X number of dollars to spend to go mm-hmm. see live skating. Maybe going to four continents would be a bigger um, opportunity to see some international skaters. Yeah. And maybe they skipped out on nationals mm-hmm. this year so that they could go to four continents, which is next week. I guess we'll see. I mean, we can look at the audience and see. Right. Yeah. Um, what we see. You know, I didn't think about that, Daphne. That's a good point because I know for me... Um, it was choosing between nationals and four continents just because of the time. I mean, that it's like by the time I got back from San Jose, work a few days and then I'm turning around and going on another trip. I couldn't do that. I had to choose. And so I was going thinking four continents and then I ended up deciding I wanted to be at nationals so I'm not going to be at four continents but I do know there were some people who nationals is their competition they go to every year and they have decided to go to four continents instead Mm -hmm. so so we'll have to see how the audience is for four continents if if that may have been um a factor in the mix but yeah it was a smaller crowd, but again, I think the crowd really got into it when at the right moments, um, with for the right skaters. You knew who they were cheering for, you know, with Jason Brown. Uh the rainbow flags were out. There were a lot of signs for Jason. Um, so you they were really into Jason the whole performance, you know, weekend. Um, but you knew who they were cheering for, Madison Chalk and Evan Bates and it was so they were loud. They stood. Um, just wish there were more people in the seats, and and the skaters wish that too. I know Brady Tanell mentioned it. She said, "Why didn't you know some of somebody tell these people to move down to not just sit in the seats that they purchased, but to sit closer to one another so it looked fuller." Um, so they mm-hmm. noticed too. But yeah, you know, we'll see. Maybe next year. Columbus, Ohio, which will be hosting the 2024 U.S. Championships, will have a bigger crowd. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I guess it's possible. Um, I'm excited that Columbus is going to be hosting. I went to the Cleveland Nationals in 2009, and I thought Cleveland did a great job hosting, so I'm hoping that Columbus will be similar. I also love that it's not (laughs) on the West Coast, just because it's so... Hard, and I get it for West Coast folks who are trying to get to the East Coast for things. (laughs) They experience it too. They have that issue. For us, it takes a whole day. It does. To get back. And if it didn't, I would have been more likely to go to four continents if it didn't take me so much time to get back. Right. To the East Coast. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a lot. And Four Continents is in Colorado Springs, which is beautiful. The World Arena is is a gorgeous place. Um, it's a great host for figure skating. So I'm envious of everyone who's going to be there in attendance to watch. I'm envious too, because I really wanted to go to Colorado Springs because I've never yeah. been. And so it was, uh, okay, which one do I really want to do more? Yeah. And like, which one do I really want to go do more? But yeah, that's the whole thing. Going back out to the like West Coast. Um, it's not really yeah. West Coast, Colorado, but it's still that way. Um, yeah, I just couldn't do both, but you know, I do like when there is a competition on the West coast, the time, because we're doing the time for the East coast, we get done early and that was great. I really enjoyed that. I like, you know, we're done at like nine o'clock and so you have time to work on things before it's like, okay, time to go to bed. But. And it didn't start super early either. No. I feel like we still could get rested. Mm-hmm. I feel more well rested from that competition. My jet lag wasn't too bad no. coming back. Uh, but again, it's such is a trek. I mean, <laughs> I feel like we're climbing a mountain trying to get back to the East Coast. And I'm not complaining. No. I'm just making an observation. Yeah. yeah. That's what it kind of feels like. Yeah. Um, I think the final thing to point out before we move on to talking about some other items is this was a different nationals mm-hmm. in in a in the way that we did not have skaters there that we have become accustomed to seeing for pretty much in some cases the last decade. Yeah. Um, Nathan Chen, Vincent Joe, Hubble and Donahue, Mariah Bell, Karen Chen. And also Alyssa Liu, although she was there signing autographs um, at one point up in the concourse. This was a different looking Nationals. And I honestly felt like we were going in not knowing who was going to be on the podium. I mean, we had a good idea who who was probably going to win. But we didn't know who would make up the podium, really. No, It was kind of... I mean, you might know who the players are, but not what order they're going to finish. It was definitely, um, it was exciting in that way. I think it's more fun when you, you, you're not really sure. Right. So, you know, and there were a lot of happy faces Yeah. Um, on the podium and that, that was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, it was interesting to see like we did see Hubble and Donahue, but they were um, not in there on the ice. And we saw Mariah no. Bell and she was not on the ice. And Karen Chen right. was cheering on her brother, as she said in our episode, she would be. And so it was weird. Like um, I went up to Ashley Kane and Timothy LaDuke. They were there sitting and watching. So it was really it was different seeing some of the faces who were just on the ice literally last season sitting and watching mm-hmm. and uh, cheering on, you know, their fellow athletes. Um, it was really, that was different and cool. But then it was really exciting to see skaters who I didn't like even think would skate well, or maybe I didn't even know of them. Um, mm-hmm. come out and, and deliver. Like, you know, Josephine Lee, I, I said it in the previous podcast, she was 
the highlight for me in the women's event. I mean, and then we've been talking about the men. I mean, um, it was one after another after another in the free skate that skated well. Um, you yeah. know, and there were some that just, you know, skated one, you know, like Tomoki Hiwatashi skated a great short program, but then, you know, of yeah. course had a very difficult, um, and tough free skate. So it was, it was a lot of like, you know, Ilya comes out and skates a great short program and then not a great, you know, free skate. Yeah. It, it was, I, I mean, all over the board, I guess, nationals, it was just different as we've we've said it was just different and i'm not in a bad way it was a good nationals just you know this is what it's it like was different. yeah yeah i loved in the men's event we had like the back-to-back with jimmy ma and andrew Torgashev and max Naumov having great skates i mean especially <laughs> given all the injuries that Torgashev has had yeah. and the issues that Naumov has had um it was really fun to watch those three yeah skates back to back in person because it was just electric it was like uh jimmy like got the crowd really amped up for that last group and the you know the first two skaters in the last group really delivered Mm -hmm. yeah um so that was a lot of fun uh the dance event i thought was great there were little mistakes in the rhythm dance that kind of shook things up a little bit but then in the free dance people delivered and we got the podium that we have there's so much depth there Mm -hmm. it's exciting to see i think Um, in the dance event we introduce fans to some new dance teams that they're excited to be watching like emmy and vadim and Bella and Vanya. I mean, everybody was mm-hmm. very, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I really like them. I have to keep my eye out for them. So that was exciting too, that some of these, you know, newer teams got to, you know, step it up and show the fans there like, hey, we're names that you should be watching for in the coming seasons. Yeah. And we expected that a bunch of the skaters would be, like, grouped together because they're at a similar level. Mm-hmm. And that was the case. I mean, that's what we saw. It's very deep. Yeah. And then the unfortunate withdrawal of Rafaela Concius and Alexei Shepatov. There was uh, an accident in practice that they had on a lift that resulted in them having to withdraw and they've had a rough time because last year it was COVID that mm-hmm. took them out after they'd skated a great rhythm dance. So I'm hoping next year for them will be better because they, you know, they had just come off the university mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. But we could talk about nationals all day long. Yes, but we could. Let's not. Um, why don't we... The one thing that um, did not get announced by the time that we were discussing things last week was the World Junior Team had not released its women or men assignments for Junior Worlds. So for the women, Josephine Lee, Soho Lee, and Claire Co got the nod for Junior Worlds. And in the men, uh, Luca Brassad, Daniel Martinoff, and Robert Yerplonsky. Uh, of course, Broussard and Yaplonsky went to the Junior Grand Prix Final, so that it, it's not a surprise. And they're joining um, Sonia Barham and Daniel Tementsev, who finished fourth at the senior mm-hmm. event. 
And Naomi Williams and Lachlan Luer did get the minimums at their competition this weekend. So they will be able to compete at Junior Worlds. And then in dance, which I think Junior Dance also has some depth to it, at least in the top six. Um, Helena Carhart, Volodymyr Hirovi, Jenna Hauer, and Benjamin Starr. And then Leah Nesset and Artem Markolov. That rounds out. Uh, Team USA's Junior World Team. Yeah. Well, just to remind folks um, about the World Team, the Senior World Team, um, that was announced during the U.S. Championships for the women, Brady Tunnell, Amber Glenn, and Isabeau Levito. Um, First alternate is Star Andrews there. For the men, Ilya Molinin, Jason Brown, and Andrew Torgashev. Now, Andrew Torgashev hasn't competed internationally since Junior Worlds in 2020. It's, it's c- kind of crazy um, that he's been gone that long. Now, he needs to get his ISU minimum scores for Worlds, and they have assigned him to Challenge Cup in the Netherlands in the end of the month. So, hopefully he will get it. I don't... I'm not... I'm thinking he will, but, you know, just in case he doesn't get his minimum score, um, Camden Polkinen is the first alternate there. Yeah. Camden did not have a great no, national unfortunately he didn't. Yeah. Um, it's hard. I mean, this is a long season and trying to peak at the right time mm-hmm. is, is a challenge. Yeah. And he, and he had a, yeah. He was balancing school and skating this year for the first time and, You know, Nathan made it look like it was easy, and if you read Nathan's book, he'll tell you straight up it was not easy, and it took him some time to adjust to it, and I think Camden needs to adjust as well to it if he's going Mm -hmm. to do it. Now, one thing to point out with Camden, I think, and I know I think I forgot about this, is he's only two more years, like two more years at um, Columbia. He should be done in 2024. Um, and then he plans to go back to California. So, um, yeah, I think it's not the full, I mean, I think he came in as a junior in school, so, um, it's not a full four years there. Well, Alexa Kinnear and Brandon Frazier will lead the pairs contingent from the U.S. Emily Chan and Spencer Howe and Ellie Cam and Danny O'Shea round out the team. Now, remember, Smirnova and Ciencia uh, petitioned to be named to the team, and they were named first alternate. And in dance, we have Madison Chalk and Evan Bates. Caitlin Hawaii and Jean-Luc Baker did petition, and they it was accepted. It's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. They've earned it this season with their results. And Caroline Green and Michael Parsons round out that team. First alternate is Christina Carrera and Anthony Ponomarenko, who, though they had a mistake in the rhythm dance, they came back really strong in the free dance. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on to Europeans, which was also happening at the same time as the U.S. Championships. Um, we'll give a quick recap about that. Jackie Wong joined us um, in San Jose for our last day episode and we talked a little bit about Europeans now if you were like Daphne and I in San Jose and you were focusing solely on the U.S. championships and didn't get to see Europeans there was um a recap broadcast actually it's happening like right now as we're recording this um on NBC um with Adam Rippon 
um, was the doing the commentary from Connecticut. So um, if you didn't get to see that, um, I'm sure you can try to find um, NBC. You're at least there's replays available, I think, um, compared to Peacock. I'm not sure, but just pointing that out. Um, so again, we touched on Europeans last week. So here's a bit of a recap. Um, Georgia's Anastasia Gubanova won gold over Luna Hendricks. And the surprise we talked about this was Switzerland's Kimi Rapond winning bronze. Um, it was Kimi's first European. So that was ex- really exciting. I, Switzerland had a really good Europeans. <laughs> they did. So Adam Siahimfa was the first person from France to win European since Florent Amodio in 2011. Matteo Rizzo won the free skate and the silver medal. And surprisingly, <laughs> Lucas Britschke, who we did report earlier in the season, had an injury. He won the bronze. Yeah. Switzerland like the bronze and Europeans. Yes. Just this year. <laughs> Uh, interesting thing is Daniel Grassel did uh, finish higher than Gabriella Frangipini. I don't know what Italy's going to do for Worlds. They haven't made an announcement yet. Yes. Well, in the pairs, it's been the season of Sarah Conti and Niccolo Machi. Um, they're continuing their stellar season with their first Europeans win. Uh, last year, they were seventh at Europeans, so definitely, again, I've been enjoying watching them this season. They've been really, really good. Um, Italy's Rebecca Gelardi and Filippo Ambrosini won the silver, so Italy went 1-2 in pairs. And Germany's Annika Hock and Robert Kunkel won the bronze. And Charlene Grignard have been competing at Europeans since 2012. They finally won their first gold medal. Um, Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson of Great Britain won the silver. And at home, <laughs> Yulia Turkula and Matthias Versluis won the bronze. So the Nordics Open, which is part of the Reykjavik International Games in Iceland, uh, we have results from that competition. We will post the link as usual. The senior winners were Sweden's Andreas Nordebach and Finland's Nella Pelkinen. And junior winners were Sweden's Kasper Johansson and Finland's Aida Karhunen. Well, Bavarian Open took place this weekend. Uh, there were a lot of <laughs> events in B- at Bavarian Open from seniors, juniors, advanced, novice. Uh, so we will just break down the winners here. For senior men, and there were only three men in the senior men's field, it was Finland's Dr. Valtier Bertinen, who won gold. And in senior women, it was Italy's Marina Parada, who won the gold. Well, Hungary's Maria Pavlova and Alexei Sviatchenko won the pairs event. And in senior dance, Germany's Jennifer Johnsven Rensberg and Benjamin Steffen won the gold. Uh, this was the international debut for Olivia Schilling. And Leo Baton for Belgium. They came very close to getting the minimums that's that are needed to go to Worlds. So hopefully they'll have another competition to to get close to getting them because they were very close. I checked just to be sure. Well, in the junior field, junior men, 
Germany's Luca Funfer won the gold. Now, junior women, there was junior women one and junior women two. So there was must have been a big field of junior women. It was Switzerland's Anathea Grednoru who won in the junior women one. And then in Finland's Phila Bergman, who won junior women two. So in junior pairs, Team USA's Naomi Williams and Lachlan Luer uh, got the junior world's minimum, as did... Liliana Murray and Jordan Gillette, who were there as well. So Williams and Luer are on the Junior World team for pairs. Uh, Murray and Gillette are the first alternates. It's great to have them, you know, both have the minimums. No worries. Um, and in Junior Dance, Daria Grimm and Michael Savitsky edged out Team USA's Leah Nessa and Artem Markov, although... Nessa and Mark Love won the free dance. So that's good. That's a good showing for them. Um, I think Becker and Hernandez of Great Britain were third. And in advanced novice, Sylvia Lee and Rowan Lecoq won their second international gold. It was close. In second place were Team USA teammates Julia Epps and Blake Gilman, who won silver in their international debut. Now, Epson Gilman could not compete junior internationally because of the age uh, requirement. And Julia had not hit 13 before the start of the season. Uh, July 1 is the cutoff. But they could go and compete in this event. However, they're doing pattern dances that they haven't trained all season. Lee and the Coke have trained those patterns all season. So, so Yeah. Well, moving on to Sophia Trophy, uh, that took place this weekend as well. Bulgaria's Alexander Seletkov won the senior men's event, and Alexandria Fagan, also of Bulgaria, won the senior women's event. Slovakia's Adam Hagera and Vanessa Selmenkov won the junior men and junior women's event, respectively. Well, in the Synchro French Cup, um, Team USA's elite senior won gold in the senior event. In the junior event, it was Canada's Nova Junior. Finland's Team Lumineers won elite 12, and Finland's Starlights won the advanced novice event. At French Junior Nationals, gold medalists in the men's event, Ian Vauklin. In women's, it was Lorene Schild. In pairs, Oksana Vulamos and Flavian Ginio. And Louise Bordet and Thomas Japulu edged out Selena Fragi and Jean-Hans Fernot. I think that's a little bit of an upset in ice dance. Uh, luckily, France has two spots at Junior World, so they can send both of them there. Fragi and Fernot competed at the JDP final. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit of an upset. But we will post the full results in our show notes. Well, Gina, we're coming up on a year. Yeah. We've talked about this. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of posts over the next few days talking about a year since Beijing 2022. Mm-hmm. So U.S. Figure Skating released a statement regarding the 2022 Olympic medals that said the following. As we approach the one-year anniversary of the 2022 Olympic Winter Games, U.S. figure skating and its athletes are deeply frustrated by the lack of a final decision in the team event. 
We're very proud of how Olympic medalists have carried themselves with poise and dignity since earning medals in Beijing. They have long deserved the recognition that has been withheld due to the ongoing process. U.S. figure skating calls for a fair and appropriate ruling to rightfully award medals to all clean sport athletes affected by the situation. Now, Zach Donahue and Vincent Zhou have both posted statements on their Instagrams. I can't believe that it's been a year and we're still talking about this. The photo that accompanied this statement, it's basically uh, Team USA from the team event holding their open metal boxes. Boxes. Yeah. With no metal inside. You know, and for Vincent Joe, this is his, was his Olympic moment, really, because he couldn't compete due to have coming down with COVID. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. That image was so powerful in itself. I don't, you don't need, didn't even need the words or the statement. No. You could have just tweeted out that photo and just there. I mean, that really captured it that and their faces it wasn't a lot of them had faces of just very serious like look here i have an empty metal box yeah no metal to show um you know i just want this decision to come here soon and i want these guys to get their medals yeah me as well you know to look back i i said here that we're gonna start People are going to start making posts about one year. It was one year ago I was here. I know Jackie has already started one year ago. I was at this practice session. Um, Yeah. And I wish we could be showing with that one year the teams getting their medals. And unfortunately, we can't do that. And, you know, and we can't even we don't even know when it's going to happen so that we could even say it's going to happen here soon. We don't we just don't know. We don't. Uh, So. I'm frustrated. I've said it before, but I'm just hoping, you know, we get an outcome here soon. Yeah, it's it's definitely taken a long time, um, a full year, and it's frustrating. I mean, we're frustrated for them, mm-hmm. and I hope that a decision is made soon. Yes. Well, moving on. Art on Ice is taking place this week in Switzerland. I think it goes until February 12th. And today, earlier today, as part of their show, so this we're recording on Sunday, so this was Sunday, the ISU Skating Awards were announced. Um, and it was, you could watch it on YouTube. It was hosted by Johnny Weir and Elma Smith. Um, but yeah, so we'll break down the winners here. You want to start, Daphne? Well, for most valuable skater award, which is something that I think I just question, like what that actually means. The nominees were Nathan Chen, Gabriella Pakbadakis, Guillaume Cizeron, and Anna Sherbakova. And the winner of the most valuable skater award went to Nathan Chen. Well, the best costume award, the nominees were Madison Chalk and Evan Bates, Yuzuru Hanyu. And Luna Hendricks, and it was, um, I should point out, it was Chalk and Bates's free dance that was, quote, the nominee and costume, and Yuzuru's free skate, um, and Luna Hendricks' free skate, all from last season, and the winner was, of course, the alien costume that was designed by Madison Chalk. Yes. 
was such an interesting costume. I hope that we get to have them on the podcast at some point really soon, because I want to talk to her about what went into that costume, like how that came about. So for Best Entertaining Program, the nominees were Donovan Carrillo for his short program, Papadakis and Cicerone for their rhythm dance, and Yuzuru Hanyu. And I'm not sure which program, but honestly, for Hanyu, it could be both programs. I mean, it's Hanyu. Um, The Best Entertaining Program went to Papadakis and Cicerone for their rhythm dance. Well, the best newcomer, and so that's a new name to the skating world. The nominees were Rinka Watanabe, Isabeau Levito, and Nina Petrokina. And the winner was Isabeau Levito. For best choreographer, uh, Marie-France Dubray, Benoit Rochelle, and Shaylin Bourne. For me, I'm thinking, those are all tied, you know, ice dance. Of course, Benoit Rochelle was an ice dancer back in the day. He's now um, a coach and choreographer. So the winner for best choreographer is Shaylin Bourne. And for best coach, nominees were Raphael Artunian, Patrice Lazon, and Stefan Lambiel. And the winner was Patrice. And so they gave out two special awards. One was Lifetime Achievement which went to Katerina Witt. And the Special Achievement Award went to Ilya Malinin, and I believe it's for him landing the quad axle. Yeah. Well, again, as we said, if you didn't watch the show live on YouTube, you can go back and watch it. We'll put the link in our show notes. What I enjoyed, I watched a little bit this morning, was you got to see some of the performances from Art on Ice, and if anybody is in Switzerland and gets to go see Art on Ice, uh, I'm a little jealous because that show looks really cool. Um, and I know why now some of our U.S. skaters were so excited to go over and perform and they're missing, you know, four continents for it because it's just looks like a really cool uh, show. So. Well, moving on to our recent interview segment, there are a lot of um, recap articles from nationals and Europeans, so we're just focusing on some that are more feature um, interviews and articles. So, um, you know, definitely if you were looking for an article about nationals or Europeans, definitely go and um, you can check them out. I mean, there were a lot of articles that came out uh, last week with two competitions going on. But Charlie White and Jackie Wong were on the Future of Figure Skating podcast. Uh, Charlie White was on January 16th, and Jackie Wong was just on um, February 2nd. So definitely check out those interviews. Yeah, this is a relatively new podcast. It's not been out for a super long time. I think their goal is to interview changemakers and visionaries who are making the skating world a healthier and more inclusive place. Which I think that's a fantastic goal. And I've listened to one or two of the episodes. Yeah, I listened to the Jackie one and and it was really good. So, uh, you know, and Jackie gave his, how he kind of got into the sport. And he kind of shared a story that I don't think a lot of us knew. um, And then, you know, and talked about scoring and, and stuff like that. So I thought it was a really good one. Yeah. 
So Maurizio Margaliel, who is the coach of Yulia Turkala and Matthias Versluis, the Finnish ice dance team who just won the bronze medal at Europeans, he was a guest on the Rakadesta Live-In podcast to talk about how Finland got back on top in ice dance. Now, this podcast was primarily done in the Finnish language. However... They're now doing podcasts in English. So this is one I've only listened to like the first half. Having watched Maurizio as a competitor, it's really cool to get to listen to his thoughts now that he's a coach. He's been coaching in Finland since 2011, and he's he's been building this for a while, so it should be no surprise that he's having some success with his teams. Yeah. Well... International Figure Skating Magazine did a feature article with Ashley Kane talking about Disney on Ice. Um, Ashley is on the Mickey and Friends Disney on Ice tour. She was with Timothy in San Jose. I actually went over and chatted with them for a little bit and she was telling me about the places she's been and where she is going, um, she I think she heads out again in March. And um, also she talks about in the article as well that she is doing some coaching with her parents in Texas. So, And Golden Skates, Ted Flett did an interview with Brady Tunnell at the U.S. Championships following her second place skate. Let's move on now to our social media updates. Japan's Hachi News has reported that Nobunari Oda has announced he would like to continue his competitive career, and next season he will aim to qualify for nationals. This makes me wonder if this is (laughs) going to be similar to Daisuke Takahashi, where he came back and wanted to go to nationals before he switched to ice dance. So, yeah, we'll follow this. I always enjoyed Oda's skating. I saw him in person when he won the 2005 World Junior Championships. Uh, He has a nice quality to um, his skating, what he brings to the ice. So I'm not going to complain. It would be great to see him back out there again. Yeah. Well, there was some baby news between our episodes here. I think most people heard that Keegan Messing and his wife had their baby girl on January 18th. Perfect timing right after Canadians. Keegan was able to get back. Um, So Keegan shared some photos of their new addition on social media. And we hear the baby's name is Mia. Which I believe Megan Duhamel's little one is also Mia, but spelled differently. Yes. So Czech Republic's Denisa Chimlova posted on Instagram that she and Yoti Polozowakis have ended their partnership. Denisa and Yoti decided that he can't continue to skate and compete because he needs to support his family right now. Denisa will be continuing an ice dance and hopes to find a new partner. Well, Canada's Erica Estepa posted on Instagram that she and Nolan Hickey have ended their partnership. Erica will be focusing on her studies. Skate Mariposa, which is an elite training center in Barrie, Ontario, has announced that Mitch Islam is the new dance director. 
He is a 2014 Olympian who's been coaching pretty much full-time since he and his partner, now wife Alexandra Paul, retired in 2016. And the Ice Theater of New York announced that Jason Brown will be honored at their upcoming gala and benefit. The gala and benefit is May 8th at 6.30 p.m. And we will have info on tickets in our show notes. So moving on to our upcoming events for the week, Gina, it's going to be a busy one with four continents. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's four continents already because it just the quick turnaround from nationals and now it's four continents. Uh, we said that earlier um, that maybe it was the reason why some people didn't go to nationals because they might have just chose four continents just because the events are very close. Um, so... We'll break down of who we are going to be seeing at Four Continents in the women's event. And Team USA's Brady Tanell and Isabeau Levito and Amber Glenn, Korea's Yinlim Kim, Shaylon Kim, Hyun Lee, Japan's Rinka Watanabe, Hano Yoshida, Monet Chiba, and then Canada's Madeline Skizis, Sarah Maud Dupuis, and Justine McClatt. For the men, Team USA's Liam Kapakis, Jimmy Ma, Maxim Numoff, Korea's Junwon Cha, Seon Kim, Japan's Kao Mira, Shun Sato, Kashiro Shimada, Canada's Keegan Messing, along with Conrad Orzel and Steven Golgolev, and China's Boyunjin. In pairs, um, Anastasia Golubova and Hector Giotopoulos Moore withdrew from the event. Which is still highlighted, though, by Japan's Riku Miura and Ryuchi Kahara, Team USA's Emily Chan and Spencer Howe, Ellie Cam and Danny O'Shea, and Valentina Plazas and Maximiliano Fernandez. Canada is sending Deanna Stiletto Dudek, Maxime Deschamps, Leah Pereira and Trent Michaud, and Kellyanne Lauren and Lucas Etier. In ice dance, Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier withdrew from the event. They still uh, need some time to prepare for Worlds. They're not quite ready for this competition, of course. Piper had her appendix removed, and so they missed some training time. Two Chinese teams also withdrew due to visa issues. The event is headlined by Madison Chalk and Evan Bates, who are looking to win their third Four Continents title. They will face some competition from Fournier, Beaudry, and Sorensen of Canada, and also Lejoie and Laga of Canada. Well, Synchro is continuing. The Helvelius Cup in Gdansk, Poland is this week. Team Adrian College will compete in the senior event, and world silver medalist Team Marigold Ice Unity of Finland will also compete in the senior event as well. Well, um, that is not the only competition, those two. We have a third competition, the Enya Dance Trophy. It's taking place from February 9th through the 12th in Enya New Market, Italy. Um, it's all ice dance, so the senior event is headlined by Natalie Tashlerova, Philip Tashler, as well as Tarot and Perrin of France, and Manny and Rothlisberger of Italy. Oh, in junior, the Maracek siblings... Katerina Morazkova and Daniel Moracek will headline that competition. As well as, in advance novice, Olivia Island and Dylan Kane of the U.S. will be competing. 
Um, they are another team, much like uh, Epson Gilman, who were not age eligible to compete at the junior level. So U.S. is sending them to this competition in advanced novice. It's also the debut, international debut, of Emily Renzi and William Lissauer, who finished third at the Ice Dance Final in Novice back in November. We also have a Fesso's Cup, which is a newer competition taking place February 6th through the 12th in Izmir, Turkey. And Gina, even more synchro, like the Cup of Noose in Noose, Germany from February 10th through the 12th. And the Zagreb Snowflakes Trophy taking place February 9th in Zagreb, Croatia. Busy week. Busy week. So Gina, <laughs> can you let folks know where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, Twitter, it's at thiswkinskating. And Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we've received via email and social media. We like to end our podcast with, you know, shining a little lens over on what's happening on our individual websites. Over at IDC, tons of photos and recaps of Europeans and the U.S. Championships. Uh, Yuriko Suzuki was at Europeans for us and she sent a ton of photos. But now she's at Bavarian Open and she's sending even more photos. So we have a lot of pics coming from that competition. And I was at the U.S. Championships. Um, and Anne was as well. So we have her recaps. We also have some interviews coming. Mateo was very busy at Europeans because he did not, he not only wrote the recap, but he also interviewed four teams while he was at the competition. Yeah, he was very busy, Daphne, because over at FSO, he did the recap for Europeans, and he also did an interview for FSO as well. So that'll be coming um, soon. I think he's got a lot of work to do. He does. He's very busy. <laughs> he is. Um, also, of course, I was at the U.S. Championships, but some of the FSO team helped me out with recaps from the U.S. Championships. So those are up on our website, along with what I enjoy doing at Nationals every year, which is my look at some of the other stories. So not just, you know, who was on top of the podium, but maybe, you know, skaters who were making their senior debut or just had an interesting story, you know, had a great performance. So this year I coined it stories from the shark tank. Cause that was what the nickname is of the arena we were at. So that is up online. Of course I have photos from the U S championships. That's um, those are coming. Uh, senior is done. I have juniors to finish up and coming this week. I did an interview with Ellie cam and Danny O'Shea, that will not be at FSO. That will be on Claire's website, A Divine Sport. So look um, for that uh, this week before Four Continents. Wow, that's a lot of content. And we're going to have yeah. Four Continents content. I know. Will be coming um, next week. And it's I still have busy. more stuff from U.S. championships that I haven't, you know, interviews that I haven't written yet. Um, so a lot that I did while I was in San Jose that. I still have to, you know, work on, and now I'm going to have four continents stuff. It's busy, busy, busy. Yes. 
With that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! <laughs>